Welcome to Attenuation, a weekly podcast where two friends come together to drink beer, discuss beer styles and trends, and just generally ruminate on the meaning of life, aka beer. If you enjoy your time with us, we invite you to become a weekly listener and subscribe to the podcast. Without further ado, here is this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 94 of Attenuation, a beer podcast. My name is Jason, and I'm joined by my best friend since 8th grade, Stephen. Hello. Good evening, sir. Good evening. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing? Good. I'm awake. Yes. So, should we give them the behind the scenes? Yeah, like why there was no new episode this week. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Because I fell asleep. Yes. Long story short, Stephen fell asleep. um, Not in the middle of the podcast. No, not before we started. Yeah, before we started. Well, you know, we we have a time difference, so it's a little bit later for me, and I just uh, didn't make it. I had like too, <laughs> too many short nights that week, and yeah. then um, it's funny because I get to Thursday, it's the end of my week, so usually I get a little burst of energy for the podcast. Yeah. It's like I know I have a three-day weekend, I'm all excited. It's your Friday, yeah. But I think it was the fact that I'd had just a lot of long days, short nights, and I uh, just didn't make it. Well, that's okay. <laughs> but you we know what? A, that's yeah, we just took a week off. Yeah, unscheduled break. Yeah. Well, we're coming back with the topic for tonight of gluten-free and alcohol-free beers. Yeah. Well, you got to a... give this a clever um, title when you name it because okay. you got two frees in there. So. Okay. Just free beer. <laughs> So just put free beer. And see. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves free beer. <laughs> yeah, that's a good title. Title it free beer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was inspired by a coworker who is mm-hmm. very gluten sensitive. And she was like, hey, you guys, you know, as always, I'm trying to brainstorm at work, figure out what I'm going to talk about on the podcast. She's like, well, why don't you just talk about gluten-free beers? Okay, let's do it. Yeah, it's a good topic. And it's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, we learned a we lot. Got, yeah, we always do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, before it we It helps when any... you know nothing. It's yeah, easy to when learn you're a starting lot of from zero. <laughs> well, we know some things now. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I mean, I forget them all. <laughs> Because we'll do like a deep dive on a style and then I just forget everything about the style. So, yeah, yeah. But then I can just go back and listen to our own episode and I'll be like, oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, our first segment, of course, is drinking beer. It's our favorite segment. Um, the way it works is I introduce my beer, give nose notes. Steven does the same. And then we cheers and give tasting notes. So, I'm drinking, I'm going to make Steven say it because I can't say it. Rev. Reve. It's, um,. Parish Brewing. It's a collaboration with Reve. Reve. <laughs> coffee Roasters. And this is their coffee stout. That means dream in French, by the way. Oh, cool. Rêve. So this is technically considered a milk stout. And um, it's 6.8%. And it's from Parish Brewing out of Louisiana. So I guess they use coffee and vanilla beans. Yummy. Yeah, I was reading a little bit about this beer because I picked it off um, Tavor. Oh, my gosh. It smells... And people are like, it's kind of like drinking a... It's almost like just drinking fresh coffee, like a latte. Yeah, yeah. Like, almost don't even think you're drinking beer, so... Dang, it's a 97 on Beer Advocate. 
Yeah, it's really highly rated too. So I was excited because I, unlike Stephen, I actually love the flavor of coffee. But you I like, like it. coffee I do in like beer. it in beer. Yeah, it's very strange. But I have a feeling this is going to taste like just drinking coffee. <laughs> it smells like a fresh cup of coffee. Oh, wow. It has that smell like, you know, when you walk into Starbucks. Uh huh. That's what this smells like. Mm, I do like that smell. I like the smell of coffee. This is like a powerful. I feel like I'm just like opening a bag of coffee beans and taking a deep breath. And there's a little bit of vanilla and almost like a definitely like a creamy note. <laughs> it's like tricking my brain. Like, I think I smell coffee creamer, if that makes sense. Yeah, just in, insanely powerful um, coffee on the nose with a little bit of um, just this kind of a sweet smell, uh, like a milky, creamy, sweet sweetness. All right, I, this is going to be interesting. Awesome, I'm excited. Man. Yeah, what do, what do you have today, Stephen? Okay, so I I think last episode talked about a new hop that had come out called Luminosa Hops, created by a company called Indie Hops, who were the ones who created Strata Hops, which you okay. see a lot. So, And it was a descendant of the Sriracha Ace Hops, was, was a de- descendant of that, um, where they got rid of some of the off flavors of that and um, made a hop that was actually a little bit more appropriate for like a juicy IPA. So, okay. uh, so that's what I have today. I have a double IPA called Hyperfocus from Grimm Brewing in Brooklyn, New York, called Hyperfocus Luminosa. Hyperfocus is their double IPA, their single hop double IPA series. Okay. So this is only, they only use Luminosa hops in this beer. It's a single gotcha. hop double IPA. Yeah. So they've done other ones where they've highlighted other hops, but... I really wanted to try this one since the new hop in town. Maybe it'll be my new favorite hop. What's your favorite I doubt, hop? I, I doubt that. I don't you have, have a, a favorite, favorite but yours is Citra, Citra, right? yeah. So basic. <laughs> it's not basic. It's a classic. Okay, so it's a really nice golden yellow pour. Not actually like super hazy, but a nice beer-colored beer. Uh, <laughs> That's kind of a good retaining head there. Yeah, yeah, it's hanging around there. Good. Like, didn't you? <laughs> I didn't have my camera screen on the screen, <laughs> so I was like holding it off camera, <laughs> thinking Jason could see it. Yeah, I could see like the corner of it. Oh, okay. So definitely some pineapple. Oh, okay. Orange for sure. Yeah, pineapple and orange. Definitely the main notes coming off. Almost a little bit like a lemony smell, like a a little bit of a like a pine salt kind of lemony cleaner smell coming off of there and maybe just something tropical like a guava or something but yeah pineapple and orange for sure okay i'm excited all right cheers cheers all right this one lived up to the hype i think yeah it's it's kind of crazy it tastes like it's like dark malt roasted coffee and then i get like caramel and then like almost like an espresso note, like that just super strong coffee bean flavor. Mm-hmm. And then creamy vanilla, chocolate. And then the aftertaste is like coffee. A little bit more of that espresso. But what's wild about the whole thing is like it's not really bitter at all. Which is wild because like, you know, if you're just drinking like an espresso, there is like that bitterness element. Uh-huh. But it's just completely absent. So... This is really good. I would give it a thumbs up, but um, you have to really like coffee. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of warning you. This is called a, it's a coffee stout, but yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. It has a lot of the elements of like coffee drinking, but even like I feel like even more than one element. Like certain times it feels like you're drinking an espresso, and other times it just feels like you're drinking like 
a cup of coffee. Yeah. It's really good. It's yeah. really it's weird, but thumbs up. I like it. Dang. Yeah, I'm jealous or envious. <laughs> I think you would really like this one. Yeah, it's wild. Like it tricks your brain. Like that sometimes that very initial like the aftertaste, like after you swallow. I kind of feel like I just took a big swig, swig of coffee. <laughs> That's awesome. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting looking at some of the reviews on Beer Advocate, like very much just overwhelming coffee, but also very like well balanced. So Yeah, really nicely balanced and kind of complex. There's definitely like an entrance, a development, and then a finish. And it's creamy. It's nice. Yeah, it's a fun one for sure. I don't think I would... You have to be in the mood to drink it, I think. Like, you have to know what you're getting into. You have to be like, I want to taste coffee. Because that's what you're going to taste. But (laughs) if you're in the mood for that, it's solid. Nice. Okay. We'll win for Parrish. I have some some ghosts in the machine in my fridge that just came from uh, Tavor, which I'm pretty excited about. Nice. It really is like the best indication that I love a beer if I buy it again. <laughs> that's a, that's true because you are like a because like I I know that sounds like almost duh, like you know like duh yeah of course but I rarely like to buy anything. Yeah, Stephen wants twice. to experience everything one time. Yeah, and <laughs> probably even more telling is that I bought six of the Bam Bam Rubble Rubble. Pretty pebble sour. I drank one of those today already. It's the best. It's the best. It's well, like I'm glad, I'm so sour, six. like mouth puckeringly sour. Yeah. But also just like these amazing fruity pebble flavors, and it's just so good. So that's awesome. Look, look for that picture coming up on Instagram. It's gonna be a okay. good one. Is it like a wild color? It's not actually, and that's what almost what I love about it is that okay. they. This is just it's just a sour beer. And it's like it's normal color. It's like a gold, yellow. Like yeah, it's it's not weird colored. It's just the flavors are amazing. I love okay, it. Fair enough. I I will say too. When I was there on tap, they had a version, but it was the tangerine version. Mm-hmm. So it was just like they just played up the tan the orangey flavors of it, and that was pretty delicious too. So, okay. and I think they made a different another version just recently too. But yeah. It's fantastic. It'd be, and I bought six of them. <laughs> I should have bought one. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's more of a beer, probably, for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's cereal. Unless, beer. Well, you like Fruity Pebbles. Do you, do you like Fruity I Pebbles? I do love Fruity Pebbles, so yeah. I feel like I would probably like yeah, it. Yeah, you probably would. Okay, so my beer is... Oh, I, I don't know if I mentioned, but it's 8% ABV. Okay. It's very orangey in the taste, uh, kind of a medium-bodied, lightly carbonated IPA. It's got some sweetness to it, almost more like a honey, like kind of a honeyish, mangoish sweetness to it. But almost all the flavor is dominated by this orange, kind of orange peel flavor that um, kind of evolves into like the the end bitter note of orange peel. Okay tiny bit of booze there at the end like you can taste it but it's not bad it's actually pretty well balanced in terms of when it shows up and where it shows up and how how it complements the beer so i like it yeah it's good i mean it's not blowing me away it's just kind of a it's just an ipa i don't i don't know so this is not your new favorite hop probably not my new favorite hop but maybe in combination (laughs) with other hops yeah uh i do see the appeal especially with the with the orange 
you want to play that note up for sure. It's, yeah, that it's sounds good. cool. Because it was both very present in the nose and in the flavor. So mm, Interesting. Yeah, Luminosa Hops. That's my verdict. Very orange dominated. So wait, are you giving the beer overall a thumbs up or? Um, I think I'll just do a Sideways. Thumb, thumbs down. Yeah, thumbs down. I mean, it's... Oh. it's it's fine. It's just, you know, I have to thumbs down some beers and this would be a beer I would, you know, like it's not blowing me away. I wouldn't buy it again. I was going to say, so this is one you would definitely not, buy. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> you would not buy again. <laughs> but it's very clean. It's very easy to drink. And it was, it was fun to kind of get to know this yeah, hop a little bit. A new hop. That's really cool. Yeah. It's All my right, favorite well, beer right now because it's the one I'm drinking. That's right. All right. So next we have postscripts where we fix mistakes from previous episodes. And beer news, which is self-explanatory, and story time with Steve, which is also self-explanatory. <laughs> I don't think did we have any post groups? No, I think we're good. Yeah, the problem is it was two weeks ago, so I don't There's no hope anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was home brewing laws. That was our oh, last right. episode. Nah, I'm sure we didn't have any. Oh, actually that is I Honestly, it was kind of like appropriate timing because President Carter is like on hospice now. Oh. Yeah. So we're probably going to lose President Carter soon, but it was a good tribute to him for being the president that signed into. I mean, kudos to for Congress at that time that passed the law and then President Carter signed it into um, into effect. But that he made homebrewing legal again in the United States. So shout out to him. So that was a yeah. little. That was the postscript a tribute to President. And it's President. It's February. It's President's Day. Right. Oh, double. Yeah. All right. There so we go. All the president. All right. Beer news. Okay. Beer news. I have a beer news for us. So Drake's Brewing, that's based out of San Leandro, California, is going to acquire Cloverdale-based Bear Republic. So these are both kind of like pretty legendary breweries here in California. I, I mean, I've been yeah. to Bear Republic's brewery. They have, um, they had a really nice, I think it was just a tap room in Healdsburg. That was really fancy. It was cool. It was like right when I was first getting into craft beer. And I really liked their Racer 5 IPA. And they had a red beer. I think it's called like Red Rocket. It's like a, a red beer. That's also really good. So yeah, well, unfortunately, Bear Republic hasn't been doing very well. They actually closed their tap room i think they closed they kind of closed the tap room and oh it was a brew pub they had in hillsburg they closed both of those um just because they weren't doing great and then drake's i think we read it they're buying basically the rights to all the beers and the recipes but they're not they're not like going to take over their facilities or anything they're just kind of going to take over their beer so they're going to start brewing so they'll definitely be brewing like for example racer five because i think that's their main i think that's Bear Republic's main beer. It's said in this article we're reading that 92% of their volume was Racer <laughs> 5 IPA. That is crazy. So, yeah, yeah, you know how I mean, I can't yeah. think of another uh, different beer from them. Yeah, there's one called like Red Rocket or something like that. Well, here we go. We'll post script it for next week. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, they talk about a beer that like keeps the lights on. That's the yeah. one that keeps the lights on for them. And it's pretty, it's highly rated. It's like 93 on Beer Advocate. So. Honestly, yeah, that's kind of genius by Drake's. Like, because they're just buying a really established beer. Yeah. Well, yeah, like Bear Republic's dying out. They're closing all their stuff, right? Why not just buy the recipe and keep brewing mm-hmm. a beer that, like, obviously sells well and just add it to your lineup? I think it's pretty smart. And you're not taking on any of the risk of like extra brew space or 
you don't like you don't need that you know you, you could actually probably make racer 5 a little bit more limited mm-hmm. and you know like you just you don't need more brewing capacity you don't need more space or real estate or something but might as well keep brewing a beer that people recognize so well and in this article they said they're even keeping bear republic's brewmaster on staff oh nice so yeah yeah i mean there you go. Like, look at that <laughs> they're gonna keep the uh the master brewer that makes so i'm sure they'll keep the that should help you know keep the formula consistent as it comes over so yeah yeah kind of interesting so i i haven't been to drinks for a while but next time i do a trip that if i do ever head out to drake's or even see it in the store it'll be kind of funny to see because those are like two two drake's from, racer five. yeah like to see drake's name on racer five it's kind of strange but <laughs> yeah we've been seeing a lot of this happen you know so a lot of mergers and buyouts and stuff like that so yeah i think wasn't it when we did the rubicon brewing deep dive i think they were they brewed racer five for a while for Air republic in their space gotcha they were a little bit of a what did they call that gypsy brewery yeah yeah Yeah. so so definitely old school for sure (laughs) if you're in the era of rubicon brewing you're it's early on so yeah early days i'm trying to see i know it says here drake's was founded in 1989 which is kind of crazy that's like the that's like early days of craft beer yeah anything in the 80s man yeah and then i don't see where when beer republic came along but they've also been around for a while 1995 oh okay it's a little bit later but still yeah been around it's almost 30 years so there's no way that's been 30 years <laughs> yeah steven in 2025 how is that possible 1995 uh am i doing my math right yeah yeah scary it's yeah it doesn't make any sense because i'm not any (laughs) older so (laughs) (laughs) you are older (laughs) Uh, i I was listening to a great stand-up the other day where the guy was like he was like i'm 42 like he's like but i still feel young i can hang out with a 22 year old and i can hang with them you know but then, like, somebody who's, like, 45 comes into the room, like, I'm 45, and you're like, get out of here, old guy. <laughs> oh, my gosh, and he's only three years older than you. <laughs> it's actually funny, because I just turned 40, and I'm, like, I starting to get tired all the time, and I'm like, <laughs> is this what happens? And I told my wife, I was like, I was like, if you had an elixir... <laughs> That when you drank it, you just were magically like 10 years younger. I was like, what would that feel like? Because the problem is you get old like so gradually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't feel any different. But I'm sure if I could just magically be 30 again or like 20 again, would I just feel like pulsing with life? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think like you said, the big a big step you would notice for sure. Because it is so gradual. Um, because I don't feel I don't feel old. But then, like you know, you have a night of drinking or something. You're like, "Yep, yeah, I'm old." old. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, that's okay. We just have to life. be smarter now and take uh, our liver supplements. Yeah, we need our liver supplements. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Right, well, that's our beer news. Do we have a story time with Steve? Oh, I was gonna add a beer news. Uh, okay. Just a new pot product. It's called Sub-Zero Hop Keef, and I think it's very similar, I think, to, like, cryo hops, basically just using low temperatures Mm -hmm. to, uh, like, separate the hop oils from the vegetal parts of the hops and isolate the the hop oils and use those in brewing beer. So, basically, you can just be more efficient with uh, with the oils without having 
the waste product of the vegetal material. So, gotcha. Yeah. So basically, just uh, right along that same line. Right now, they only have Motueka hops, and then they're supposed to be coming out with more hop varietals in this uh, Sub-Zero hop keef towards the end of this month or next month. So again, you may, it's one of those things we talked about this, like you may see that advertised on the beer as being used, or you may not, because at this point, a lot of these hop products are just being used behind the scenes without uh-huh. you knowing. They just quietly <laughs> use them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, there a lot of them are marketed for as just as products to make your brewery more efficient. Okay. They're not necessarily saying like, oh, your beer's gonna taste this much better. It's gonna be that. You know, like I think they really are mainly marketed as to breweries as, hey, this is gonna make your brew process more streamlined, more efficient, less waste kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. But, you know, there are like Anchorage Brewing, they use, they love to put all, everything they use <laughs> on their uh, cans. All yeah, they use it Cosmic punchies more. and all mm-hmm. this stuff. So uh, it just depends on what your goal is and if you think it's going to sell your beer if you put those on. But like I said, I think a lot of it's just happening in the background without us even knowing. So Gotcha. Two different strategies. Kind of interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, story time with Steve. Yeah, it's my turn to be envious. <laughs> Well, I did something a little crazy this week. So I was scrolling Instagram, and over the last few days, I had seen posts from Firestone Walker about their Invitational Beer Fest in June. And then they, I was like, kind of on the fence. Hey, maybe I should try to go to this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same weekend as my wife's birthday, so I thought maybe like we'll just get a, get away to California, and it would be just be part of that trip. So I started to think maybe I would do this, and then I kind of forgot about it. And then I just happened to be scrolling Instagram again on Friday, uh, last Friday, right at the time that tickets were about to go on sale. They were like about to drop on the app, like, I don't know, five minutes from when I was looking. And I was like, oh, oh, crap. Well, okay, I guess I'm doing it. And they do sell out very, very fast. Yeah, I bet. Historically, it's been just a few minutes before they sell out. So I was like, well, I'll just get on. I'll try. And who knows? Maybe. Yeah. I won't even get through the checkout process. And I won't get tickets, whatever. I'll just try. Um, and then otherwise, if I get them, then uh, I'll uh, <laughs> start planning a vacation. So I got on and I jumped on right at the time and it, it worked. I got tickets. Apparently, there were people who did get like they weren't able to get through the checkout process. It's so wild. Yeah. And that's and not and pretty soon, you know, was yeah. it was pretty fast. So you got lucky. Uh, yeah. I was lucky to see it when I did and just got all my stuff entered and got the app all pulled up and everything and it worked out. That's exciting, so, dude. It is an expensive beer festival. Oh, is it? Is it more <laughs> than like Great American Beer Festival or Yeah. So it's one day, it's noon to five. And it's like $125. Oh, dang. But I will say, well, first off, the brewery list is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's like the best of the best. Yeah, like Trillium is there mm-hmm. and Side Project. And yeah, it, it's stupid. Also, there is food. And there is okay. like samples, of, like chefs making stuff. So there's like samples of food. It's kind of, kind of like that when we did the paired event. Yeah, um, that'll be nice because that'll help a lot with just the overall experience. Yeah. And not like getting <laughs> too tipsy. <too fast laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so I'm very, very excited. It's actually, so the, the general admission ticket is 125 I think. And then the VIP ticket, which gets you in an hour early. So then it's 11 to sit, well, 11 to 5 is $250. Jeez. So it's like basically a double the price to get an extra hour in. That is no joke. Yeah. So I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> no. That, if you think about like, well, that's, yeah. I mean, it's over double the price for one hour. Does it get you any other benefits? Uh, I mean, I think there was a list of stuff. Mainly it was just like, I don't know, the swag you get or the swag. That doesn't seem worth it at yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, I know that there are definitely some big time nerds who are probably worried that the side project stuff is going to kick will or kick. something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm sure that they're fairly smart about it and they're not going to like right let something kick but there you know, might be something i mean i'm sure there's something special that's going to be poured in that first hour or whatever but sure but yeah, um, i think there'll be plenty of good beer yeah, to drink not know. not not worth <laughs> double the ticket price for an extra hour so yeah that's why um, i thought you were gonna say like 160 or something but so i'll just get there at noon with the poor people <laughs> <laughs> relatively yeah yeah well, that'll be that, I'm super excited for you. So you'll have to scout that out, and then I'll go with you next year if it was really good and worth it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, well, they don't have any sort of like brewery list yet. Okay. But looking at the ones, can you see like last year's or? Yeah, I can see last year's, and of course, like Weldworks is there, but yeah. Um, but yeah, the breweries that don't go to other stuff, like they don't go to beer fests almost ever, but they mm-hmm. go to the, you know they come. Is Treehouse gonna be there? I don't think. Tree houses on the list, but we're never gonna trillion. see them. The only way we're ever gonna get tree houses by going to stupid tree house. Yeah. Yeah. My uh my coworker that my Boston hookup, he's going in a couple weeks to Treehouse. Oh, is he gonna so, bring you a beer back? I'm hoping. Yeah. He'll bring me something back. Uh, now that I've had Hetty Topper, I'm like I want now like the top the thing I'm my top white whale is Treehouse now because <laughs> it used to be Hetty Topper, but I got that one so. But you know, Treehouse is just as elusive because, like, they don't go anywhere. They don't, they're not on Tavor. Like, yeah. I saw Hetty Topper on um, Halftime. Yeah. Halftime okay. beverage, I think. I've ordered yeah. from them before. But it was, like, apparently, I didn't realize, like, Halftime Beverage, they're, like, an online store, but they, I think they have some sort of physical store somewhere. And it said it said Hetty Topper was available, but only... In-store? Like, In-store. Yeah. I was very sad about that. <laughs> Yeah. Otherwise, I would have just made an order of only Eddie Topper. Dude, it'd be worth it. It's so good. So that's okay. One day I will drink that beer. Well, next time they have it at uh, the local place, I forgot Pacific Market or whatever. I'll just buy like five, four packs of it and mail you one. Mail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do we know how to mail beer now? Yeah, we looked into it. You can technically do it like. <laughs> I'll just just say it's your it. homebrew. Yeah, I'll say it's my homebrew, and I can ship it through you through, like, EPS or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, spray paint the cans. <laughs> I'll just, like, black out the cans with black spray paint, and then you can, like, <laughs> I'll send you, like, eight, and then you can just give it to people and be like, hey, just drink this. Don't tell yeah. them what it is. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and i'll Tell write with like a my homebrew yeah i'll write with like a white marker it'll be like jason's beer shop, or a homebrew yeah there we go yeah i'm looking at some of the breweries from the last year's lineup and uh monkish is a huge one people go 
people are cultish about monkish. Okay. The brewery will be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lost Abbey will be there. So those are sort of like the big SoCal ones that, mm-hmm. that come in. But yeah, let's see. Great Notion. Other half comes. Nice. <laughs> um, side Project. Weldworks. Trillium. Russian River. Yeah, there's just Humble Sea. There's just some really, really cool. Crooked Stave is there. Cigar City was there last year. I wonder if they'll come again. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, Boneyard. You got to see if they have. Uh, well, we. What, what was we it? Try? Notorious. Notorious IPA Something was the like one that. we wanted yeah. to try. KC Brewing and Blending, I think, is um, is a big cult following. Oh, Bale Breaker was there last year. So, Three Floyds was there last. Ooh, year. you got to get um, Zombie Dust. I just saw they released Zombie Ice. It's okay. a it was a double IPA version. Ooh, so, like that. Yeah. Anyway, just very, very excited about the Firestone Walker Invitation. I'll give you more updates when we get closer and they actually put out a brewery list. Okay. All right, should we get to our uh, main topic? Yeah, let's do it. So, gluten-free beer. Yeah. What does that well, even mean, Stephen? <laughs> well, in the world of gluten, of course, there's kind of a spectrum of people's tolerance for gluten. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, of course, an official diagnosis of celiac disease which is a severe intolerance to gluten okay um but in general it's been linked to even people who aren't technically diagnosed as celiac uh, they can still be sort of sensitive to it and have a lot of gi upset when they eat gluten so it's been kind of a trend at least to label things gluten-free when they're gluten-free so that you you know people are educated about what they're eating <laughs> so the official fda definition of something being gluten-free is that it has less than 20 parts per million of gluten in okay. in it so there's been a kind of a push a little bit in the beer brewing world to brew gluten-free beer the problem being is that most beers are use a malt bill of um you know either wheat or barley or rye uh, which all um contain gluten so the only option for a long time was to brew a beer with malts other malt other gluten-free malts <laughs> so <laughs> these are like buckwheat and corn and sorghum and rice uh, you can use belgian candy sugar as an adjunct as well and if you brew with only those malts uh, you will have a naturally gluten-free beer because there's no gluten in the underlying yeah so there's no. really the cereals you're using, or I guess the, what would you call it? Yeah, the cereal grains. Yeah, that you're using. None of them have gluten, so the resulting product doesn't have gluten. Yeah, and that's really the only way to make an actually gluten-free Free. beer. Yeah. And going even a step beyond that, you can't even, if your facility brews that beer, but they also brew other beers with gluten in them, like there is always a possibility that there's a little bit of cross-contamination. Right. Uh, depending on you know, what equipment they're using or that kind of stuff. So even then, unless the brewery only brews beers with gluten-free grains, there's always a possibility of contamination and a little bit of gluten being in your beer. But for the most part, I think it's going to be pretty low. You have yeah. to have very, very, very sensitive. And some people are, but um, but yeah, you have to be very, very, very sensitive uh, to, to be intolerant to beer brewed just in the same facility that kind of thing so um, so it kind of reminds me of um 
when you see things that said like this product was made in a facility that also processes peanuts because yeah. like some people have like a very dangerous allergic reaction to peanuts so yeah and they're so sensitive that even if it's brewed in like in the same air <laughs> yeah you just don't want to risk like the cross contamination so exactly so what's interesting is that there was a product being used called brewers clarex and this product was actually not designed for this for the purpose of making gluten-free beer it was actually designed as a lean brewing solution so <laughs> okay so one of the steps towards clarifying a beer and clarifying the haze from beer is to do like a deep cooling step. Wasn't the, it was a, <laughs> it's so funny because this reminds me of, uh, what is that brewery that like the, skipped all the steps? Yeah, the one that cut all the corners. Um, Schlitz. Is sh- yeah. Yeah, Schlitz. So it reminds me of Schlitz Brewing. So they didn't want to lager the beer as long as they, <laughs> yeah. as, as long as they needed to. So they were using products to try and take the haze out, but it was that was ruining the beer. Well, this Brewer's Clerics is kind of in this the same vein where you're you shorten your brew time because you can skip this deep cooling step and it reduces the haze without the need for the, the cooling step. So okay. so anyway, this is like the new wave of actually a product that actually works. <laughs> And that doesn't affect the beer, the taste of the beer at all. But one of the other side benefits of this Brewer's Clarex is that it takes the gluten out. I mean, that's I think that's probably how it's working is that it's taking some of those proteins. I see. This is out of the beer. Yeah. yeah. And so if they use this product, you actually get gluten-free beer, and they can get their gluten numbers less than the 20 parts per million requirement, and then they can label their beer gluten-free if they want. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, anyway, it's it's interesting that the way to brew gluten-free beer actually came out of this this other purpose. um, It's like every uh, prescription drug that's ever been invented. (laughs) They they always, like, try to make it do one thing, and then they have some (laughs) weird side effect. And they're like, oh, no, wait, it does that thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Viagra was notoriously a blood pressure medication. Yes, and then people kept reporting a side effect, and they're like, wait a minute, we can sell that. Oh, yeah, that, that was probably one of the best side effects ever. Uh-huh. They're like, wait, it's doing what? Uh, yeah, so crazy. Anything else you want to say on that? Yeah, not really. I kind of, I read a, I was reading an article about gluten-free, and it kind of lined up with, they kind of gave, like, ratings, it's very similar to what you're describing, like, where something that's true gluten-free would be at a dedicated facility. So, like, Mm -hmm. the facility, it's like a if it's a gluten-free brewery, which there are some. We found a, like, a long list of, there are breweries that are like, no, we only make gluten-free beer. Then you're you're in a good spot because there's no, like, cross-contamination. It's like a, that would be the facility that does not process nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that's, like, the top level. And then there's gluten-free, so it's like a beer that's made with no gluten ingredients, but they might make it like, we're going to talk about a couple examples, like from, like Lagunitas makes one. So they make all, most of their beers have gluten, but then they make one beer that's gluten-free. So if you were like really sensitive, there's a possibility, I guess, of cross-contamination, but it's probably really low. But And then gluten-reduced is what they called, kind of what you described. It's like the they brewed it with gluten, but then they used some process 
and then enzyme to remove the gluten and they said you know there's the possibility of there could be trace elements left so again it like depends on your sensitivity like if you're full-blown celiacs be careful but if you're just like gluten sensitive then you could probably drink that and it'd be no problem yeah, and I think people learn, too, that, like, what they can tolerate. And obviously, if you were just, like, ridiculously sensitive, probably should just stay away from beer in general. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might, yeah. Just... You know what I mean? But it is cool we'll that some, there are We'll new have options. some alternatives, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about some of those. But, yeah, what I think is interesting is that there are a lot of breweries, and I think this is probably more common than we know, because I, I'm aware that Blue Note Brewing, which is in your town, makes all their beers gluten-reduced. Okay. Like they, they use the Brewer's Clarex on all their beers and reduce the gluten. So, they, if I remember right, they don't really advertise that at all. Um, yeah, I've, I've never noticed that they talk about that, so... So, yeah, so if you are sensitive, it's probably worth just asking your, especially your local brewery or someplace that, you know, your friends go to and hang out a lot. Um, Just ask them if they make their beer gluten-free because, honestly, they might be like, oh, yeah, we use Brewer's Clarex to, you know, streamline our brew process. But Mm -hmm. it also makes the beer gluten-free, so... Yeah, yeah, you should be okay. And they probably just don't even, you know, they're not they're not marketing it. They're not advertising it at all. So, uh, so it's worth asking. Totally. Yeah, because I would have had no idea. But again, I'm not gluten sensitive, so it's just not something I would think about. Apparently, Stone Brewing's Delicious IPA is a, one of those well-known beers that is uh, actually gluten-reduced and is not labeled that way. Yeah, like they don't advertise it. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, there is a brand called Omission beer mm-hmm. and i think that's one that's like i think they're dedicated free. yeah yeah um at least they definitely use it in their advertising and then i found a anheuser-busch so budweiser they have a beer called red bridge that's gluten-free it's made of sorghum so there's no wheat or barley used okay cool which is kind of interesting because that's like a it's nationwide available and apparently i mean it has a decent review so there you mm-hmm. go you can drink well you can drink but we can be drinking uh anheuser-busch beer but no one will know because it, it like it looks like a craft beer yeah because <laughs> it has like a cool name <laughs> has a cool label and people will be like what are you drinking like a red bridge there you go and they'd be like, what is that? Fancy okay, so Omission also makes um, alcohol-free beers. And oh, they, okay. So they, so that I, that's actually, I think, my wires got crossed. They reduce gluten, but then a lot of the stuff they make, they don't put, is alcohol-free to you. So they're kind of the, uh, yeah, non-alcoholic brew contains less than 0.5% alcohol by volume. Uh, but yeah, we had a couple other examples like New Belgium. They have one called Gluteny, <laughs> kind of like Gluteny, but Gluteny. <laughs> and that's a pale ale where they removed the gluten. So a lot of the big breweries, like you know, New Belgium, like they actually a lot of them have at least one gluten-free or gluten-reduced beer in their lineup, which is pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. And then do you want to talk about other things you can drink that are alcoholic that are not gluten? <laughs> yeah. And I will say, too, that in at least a few of the breweries that I go to, they a lot of them have a few other options on tap. Mm-hmm. So they'll have a mead or a cider um, or even wine. So those are kind of your top three choices in terms of a like a fermented drink. Um, cider, of course, being fermented apple juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, mead being fermented honey and water. 
I think is what we just said, right? Yeah, honey, water, and yeast. <laughs> and then wine, of course, being grapes. Um, so any anytime you got sugar and yeast <laughs> in something, but if you if it's not barley based or wheat based, then it's going to be gluten free. Yeah. So that's going to be your um, a great gluten free option. And like I said, that's showing up a lot in tap rooms where either they make something or they have a guest tap of a meat or a cider. And it really is just sort of a great one. It's a good alternative to beer if you don't like beer. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, before I drank beer, I drank only cider. You were so into ciders. I loved ciders. Yep. <laughs> I remember those days. Yeah, I even went to Ace Ciders Tap Room and tried a bunch of their stuff. Yep, I loved ciders. And I drank wines, too, occasionally. So it was just a good, for me, it was a good gateway. And I think even if it's not necessarily a gateway towards beer, it's just a good beer alternative, especially for someone who likes things that are a little sweeter. Ciders tend to fit, fit that uh, bill pretty well. So, Well, and then um, mead is pretty popular, I think, because we actually have, like, local to us. We have just a meadery, so they just mm. make mead. So they have a bunch of different kinds, and they're really popular. Like, I'm just looking right now. They have 4.8 out of 5-star reviews on Google. Yeah. And they have cool, like, they have a cherry mead. They just have, like, different flavors. So it's pretty cool. I would, I've actually had a couple of their meads. Like, a friend, friends, like, bought a bottle to, like, a party or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. Hmm. But it'd be fun to go there, because, like, it's kind of just like a brewery. Like, they have them on tap, and you can sit at the bar, and it's pretty fun. So that's a really good option. So definitely, like, look if you try to see if you have a meadery around you. Yeah, we have, like I said, I've been to Ace Cider in Sebastopol, California. Here, we have one, um, it's Bishop's Cider, I think. Anyway, they have a tap room. So, yeah, I mean, you can have basically the full brewery experience, Mm -hmm. but with ciders or meads. I think we do have a meadery somewhere around here, too. You know, they're they're showing up a a lot on Tabor, too. I know. I've been noticing meads are popping up, so they might be gaining in popularity. They're really fun. You get kind of like a different palette of flavors. So I know my, my brother is actually really into meads. He um I think he's a little bit like gluten sensitive. Gotcha. So he, he prefers That's to a drink good option. He drinks beers, but yeah, he prefers to drink meads when he can. So well, there you go. Yeah, did you want to talk a little bit about our other free topic? Yeah. Alcohol free. Alcohol free. Not quite as fun, but <laughs> Yeah, at least gluten free beer still has alcohol in it. <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess we I, we do need to try some more of these. I think the gluten free um, or the alcohol free. No, the alcohol free. My experiences so far have been. I've had a couple lately. I can tell Heine- you about. I did. I had the Heineken zero point zero. Yeah. Which again was just to me tasted like beer flavored sparkling water. Okay. Like was- <laughs> like, like lightly beer flavored sparkling water. Uh, I tried the other one, the Bud Light. Next, is that alcohol free or? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Just felt like sparkling water with like a touch of a touch of beer flavor. <laughs> well, that's so funny that you said that because I had um they get really good reviews online, Athletic Brewing. Okay. But my wife is pregnant and she loves beer, so we bought her some Athletic Brewings because she got really excited because they had a sour. Okay. Um, but we had the exact same experience. Like. <laughs> no. It literally just tastes like it's like. Sparkling water, but beer flavored. 
Yeah. So, like, the first, when you take a sip, like, on entrance, you're like, oh, this tastes like a sour. But then the development and the aftertaste is empty. Like, it just becomes sparkling water. So, it, it's, I mean, it's fine. I think if you pour it in a glass and you just kind of drink it without paying attention. Like, you obviously can't sit down like what we do and just really dial in. Because <laughs> yeah. then you'll... You'll, like, kind of see through it. Like, there's an entrance, but there's nothing else. But if you're at a party and you're just chatting with your friends and you're just sipping on one out of a can, I think it's it's convincing enough that you're just, you just, like, your brain is just like, okay, yeah, we're drinking a beer. You know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah. It doesn't hold up to scrutiny, but I think it's obviously not going to be able to hold up to, like, a magnifying glass, but I think if you just drink one, you won't really notice, if that makes sense. Because yeah. I've definitely I- been guilty of drinking, like, really good beer in a social setting. And, like, not really paying attention to it. And then you just kind of drink a really good beer, and you're like, oh. Then I'm always like, oh, I kind of wasted that. Like, yeah. Did you drink the whole thing? Then it wasn't wasted. (laughs) I know, but I feel like I didn't experience myself drinking it, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. Anyway, so, yeah, it sounds like our experience has been the same all across the board. For whatever reason, it kind of just tastes like sparkling water. Well, it does make me laugh that they always market them as like like full flavor mm-hmm. like i don't know i guess you just can say that <laughs> well <laughs> yeah to, it's like try to trick us into believing what does that mean it means nothing yeah, yeah. so uh we tried one one or two at the beer festival i think too because they had we did and i I think they had a Goza, actually too that i was like oh, okay yeah it was just yeah again yeah, i think you're right reason. it's like the first sip, like the first, as as soon as it hits your lips, you're like, okay, and then it's just like nothing after that. I don't know. I'd rather drink a Coke Zero if I'm drinking something non-alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. We'll, we'll try more. I mean, we should try, like, the one I've been meaning to try is Lagunitas. They make IPNA, so it's like IPA and no alcohol. Non-alcoholic. It's a cute name. But again, I'm just, I don't really have high hopes for this. Maybe it's going to get, like, better in the future, but I don't know. Well, it's funny, too, because some breweries actually sell hop water, which oh. is hop-flavored sparkling water. I think it's disgusting. I don't want that. But it's basically non-alcoholic. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's like they're marketed coming from two directions, right? Like non-alcoholic beer. Right. Hopped sparkling water, basically. Uh huh. And they're like meeting in the middle. Yeah, they're basically the same thing. <laughs> That's pretty funny. They like occupy the same sort of space. It's a Venn diagram, but it's just a circle. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I guess there's not a lot to say about alcohol free beer, unfortunately. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I maybe. Someday the advances in technology will. Yeah, maybe it'll get better. I mean, if I tried us... a good one, I would give it. I'd be. I would say it's good, but I just really haven't tried one that impressed me in any way. Mm-hmm. So kind yeah. of a bummer. Yeah, they have a hard time. Well, I mean, think about it. Like, remember Schlitz Brewing? They're making terrible beer by reducing <laughs> the, by yeah. using products to reduce the haze, and now they have products that will do it and don't affect the flavor of the beer at all. So. Maybe eventually they'll be able to get the alcohol out without um, killing, absolutely killing the flavor of the beer. Yeah, I'm, they'll probably get there. Also, I think it's like probably a, you're targeting like a subset of a market. So it's probably like, yeah, there's just less people trying to do it. So, yeah, I mean, I think the low ABV beers is kind of the sweet spot right now. That yeah, people want like they want beers that do taste good, have some alcohol in them. They just want reduced calories. 
Yeah, that makes sense. The non-alcoholic, I think, is a stretch to say that there's a huge demand for that. I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, I know my once my wife can drink beer again. She's not going to drink alcohol-free beer. I actually have a couple beers in the fridge for her. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're on baby watch right now. We are, and we're very close. So, that's why Jason's picking low ABV beers right now. Yeah, you might have to drive to the hospital in any yeah. second. You cannot be intoxicated right now. <laughs> We're not, no, I can, I though. Yeah, you can. You're nope, No babies on the way for well, you. Let me check. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, you, you're not on baby watch, and it's your Friday, so you're sitting pretty. Yeah, maybe I should drink a second beer. Yeah, you should drink one in honor of me. All right. Well, is that an episode? Oh, also, I want to mention Jason texting texted me pictures of his beer fridge and it is absolutely insane how many like huge awesome barrel aged stouts he has in his fridge and he can't touch them right now i can't drink one right now i just but that's good they have they can sell her yeah they can they're gonna wait i'm gonna need them when the baby's here also i'm just (laughs) trying to i was trying to just tempt you to come visit because then we can just drink those all those together yeah. Just see Steven, just take a beer trip vacation, but just come to my house. Sounds and good to me. We won't, we won't go anywhere. We'll just drink my beer fridge. Yeah. It'd be like a beer festival in J- yeah, Jason's a, house. Yeah, just a beer festival for Can two. We get some volunteers to pour, like, people of boots. <laughs> we'll have, like, a one. We'll walk around with our little one ounce taster. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Actually, I should do that. Like, uh, maybe that would be kind of fun. I should do, like, a mini. I have so much good stuff. I should just. If I like yeah, like get all your friends. I think they call just, that a bottle share. But I'll I'll do a bottle share. But I, I provide you. But bottles. you're providing all the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd actually be a blast. Jason's right. bottle share. Yeah, that would be awesome. Let's coordinate it. All right. Well, let's see. We're attenuation podcast. You can find us at attenuation.podcast on Instagram, where you can see mostly Stephen posting all the interesting beer he drinks, but sometimes me. Like one in fifty posts me. <laughs> Or you can email us at contact.attenuation at gmail.com. And well, we know you're not uh, drinking any interesting beers right now. No, it's going to be a while. I'll <laughs> post some pictures of like... Uh, IPNA. Yeah, IPNA. Yeah, actually, I'm going to be an expert in alcohol uh, beers over the next like two weeks. Yeah. But yeah, so this has been episode 94 of Attenuation, a beer podcast. My name is Jason, and I'm joined by my best friend since eighth grade, Stephen. That's me. And we are saying cheers, and we'll see you maybe next week if I don't have a We'll see you when we see you. Yeah, exactly. It's a little, it's a, yeah, up in the air. A small hiatus. Yeah. (laughs) Will there be an episode? Will there not be an episode? It's a mystery. It is a mystery. That's that's how we tease you. Yes. (laughs) Because if if we're recording next week, we're going to be very close. (laughs) Yeah, very close. All right. Cheers, buddy. All right. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Attenuation, a beer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram or Facebook for more fun content. Catch you next week. Cheers.